to this episode of Self-Care Sunday, a minimalist media project by me, Kaylee Reed. Every Sunday, only on Sundays, I'll release a new podcast episode exploring topics from mental health to entrepreneurship and interviewing some inspiring women along the way. This episode doesn't feature any guests in it, but instead I'm sharing some personal reflections on dealing with change and getting out of a rut. The past six months, I've gone through maybe more changes than ever in my entire life, and I'm finally now at a place where I feel more comfortable with myself and more comfortable talking about everything, because for a while I didn't want to. When you're in the midst of something, you don't always see it clearly, which reminds me of episode two with Sophie Gray when she talked about not sharing her experiences as she's going through them, but rather when she's on the other side and can not only share the emotional experience, but also what she's learned from it, which is something that I really resonated with. If you haven't listened to that episode, there's a lot of good insights from Sophie in it around dealing with backlash and balancing social media with real life. But in this episode, I'll be sharing some things that I've never really shared before on my blog or on Instagram, kind of behind the scenes of the past six months, from moving cities to leaving my company to starting a new job and then moving back home with my parents. And what I've learned from all of this about dealing with raw emotions, about change and self-awareness, and getting out of those dark places that are sometimes comfortable to fall into. So let's start in July of last year, almost seven months ago now. I was living in Fredericton, working out of my home office, and I was on the phone with my publicist for an upcoming video series about New Brunswick that was interested in having me as a feature, sharing pieces of my life as a New Brunswicker and a Maritimer because of the profile that I'd built with Wear Your Label and because they wanted to showcase entrepreneurs and just generally cool people doing cool things in New Brunswick. So I'm on the phone with her and the only question they need confirmed is that I've lived in New Brunswick for at least five years at this point because they only wanted to feature people who have established a life there for the video series. And so my initial response was, oh my gosh, no, I've only lived in New Brunswick for three years, so I guess I can't do it. My publicist responds and says, Kaylee, I'm pretty sure you've lived in Fredericton for six years, which for some reason it had never occurred to me that I had been there for so long. I'm kind of melted together from three years in university to three years building a business, and it didn't even hit me until she said that. I had been living in Fredericton for six years. That was one of those moments that felt like a wake-up call and started me questioning everything. As context, I grew up in Alberta and I moved out east at 18 years old to start university and just generally have a fresh start in a totally new place. I did a condensed three-year degree and my plan was always to go to grad school afterwards in a big city. I was accepted to Parsons in New York City after graduating and I ended up not going because I'd started Wear Your Label But Fredericton had always been a temporary place in my plan and in my mind, and the fact that I'd been there for six years kind of scared me. A couple weeks later, I turned 24 years old, and I think that's when everything really hit. I remember being fresh-eyed and 18 years old, 
dreaming of travels and moving to the big city after university. And I remember who I was at that stage in my life and all of the things that I wanted to accomplish. Needless to say, a lot of the things that I had wanted my life to be like never happened. But instead, you know, some things that I never imagined happening came about. Instead of going to grad school in New York, I showed at New York Fashion Week. Life is kind of funny that way. But there was still this underlying feeling of what if. I was in a long-term relationship for two years and I thought, will I get married here? Will I end up living here for the rest of my life? Will I ever move elsewhere? Will I ever have new chapters again? Or is this it? Is this who I am now? As much as I loved the East Coast for certain things, it never 100% felt like home, like where I was supposed to be. I'd kind of always had this vision of moving elsewhere, but never acted on it for whatever reason, probably because Fredericton had been a super supportive place to build a startup, I'd built amazing friendships and an amazing relationship there, but when something feels missing from you, it's a shame not to try and fill that void. So I decided to move. This was at the time that I was starting the transition out of where your label which nobody really knew at the time that I was leaving, and I kind of wanted to keep it that way. Fredericton is a small city, and once I decided to leave the company, I knew that I was going to feel claustrophobic there because the city had been so tied to my journey as an entrepreneur. I didn't want to run away, but I wanted to move on and really have a fresh start in a fresh place with new people and not feeling tied to the expectations that people who knew me might have of me based on the past three years. So I set my sights on Montreal and set a date to move. I had basically no plans, but sometimes when you have absolutely zero plans and expectations is exactly when the universe starts handing you things that you didn't know you needed. So I got offered a job at an edtech startup in Montreal, which was completely out of my world, a new industry, a new role, and that kind of prompted me to move even faster than I had initially thought. So literally within two weeks of self-announcing that I was going to move and having just started the transition out of Wear Your Label, I had packed up my entire life, secured a new job at a new startup, and left. It happened so fast that it was almost surreal. But change is a funny thing. The first stages of any big change are always exciting. There's definitely a bit of anxiety, but the excitement and adrenaline generally takes over, and then the reality of that change sets in as it becomes your new normal. The honeymoon phase ends, the excitement fades, and you're left living out the decisions that you made in the name of change, and sometimes left questioning why you made that change in the first place. Was it the right move? Was it everything you wanted? There's good and bad in all things. No decision or change will ever be perfect, and it likely won't be everything you thought you wanted, but that's okay because you did it anyways. And in that moment, it was exactly what I needed. But not even two months into my move, and I started feeling that anxiety creeping back in. My life had done a 180, and to be frank, I didn't have a huge support system in Montreal yet. I had one good friend when I moved, and luckily made a couple of other good friends while being there, but it was a big adjustment from my past life. 
I was working eight to 10 hours a day on someone else's startup, which was also an adjustment. And I didn't have my best friend and partner who I'd been with for the past two years to lean on. I thought that moving would bring about this feeling of rediscovery and adventure, but instead I felt myself slipping back into a depression that I had closed the door on almost three years ago. And when it rains, it pours. That week I spilt hot chocolate all over my laptop and it died. All of the work I do is online. All of my passion projects like my blog and this podcast require me to have a computer. So that was kind of the last straw. I remember walking to work one morning and five minutes into my walk, taking a detour into a little coffee shop that I never go into and ordering a latte. And as I sat down, I called my mom and just cried about everything. I never cried to my mom on the phone, but it was exactly what I needed in that moment. And that's when I decided that I needed to quit my job and go home. I'm a perfectionist in most everything that I do, and I hold myself to pretty high standards sometimes. I generally don't want to talk about or start anything unless I can follow through with it, which is one of the reasons why I was kind of secretive about a lot of the changes while they were happening. And so the idea that I had moved to a new city, taken a new job, and then was still unhappy was hugely disappointing internally. I felt like I had given up and like I really didn't know who I was anymore, which was ironic because I had moved in an effort to try and figure that out again. Let's be real, moving back in with your parents at 24 years old isn't exactly socially acceptable. (laughs) It's definitely not synonymous with the fast-paced quote-unquote success that I was used to in the startup world over the past couple years, but... Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes you have to completely stray from the expectations of others and the expectations you put on yourself in order to truly practice self-care. So I booked a one-way flight home to Alberta to the tiny town I'd left six years ago that I never thought I'd be excited to go back to. And as helpless as I felt in those moments, feeling like I was slipping again into a rut, I realized how much I've actually grown and how self-aware I've become over the past three years. When I was struggling with my eating disorder in university, it took a team of professionals checking in with me weekly to pull me out of the denial that anything was even wrong with me. Fast forward three years, and I did what I knew I needed to do when I felt myself falling back into a quote-unquote relapse, I reached out for help. As a mental health advocate, whenever I did speaking engagements, I always used to say, it's okay if you only help one person, even if that person is yourself. And I don't think that's ever rang as true as it has this time around. So now I've been home for two months. I've been spending a ton of time with family I've let go of a ton of expectations that I had previously set for myself, and I'm just taking life day by day as it comes. I've been focusing on the things that I truly love, like writing and music, and I've started working as a marketing consultant with a handful of startups in the fashion and beauty world, doing influencer campaigns and content creation. 
I finally kind of feel like I've settled into where I'm supposed to be right now, and it's definitely not where I thought I was headed a few months ago, but there's comfort in the imperfect of just doing what you love, saying yes to things that excite you, and no to anything that doesn't. There's comfort in not having a plan and not feeling like I need to have my entire life roadmapped to success. Because honestly, I'm so sick of the old definition of that anyways. I still have an apartment in Montreal with all of my stuff, and I'm going back soon. I think some people think I'm crazy for paying rent there and not just moving home completely, but I love the freedom of being able to go back whenever I want and experience the city all over again when I'm ready to. I wanted to share this with you guys because I know how much of a facade social media can be. I know what it's like to find yourself scrolling through Instagram for an hour and feeling like shit because you just wasted an hour of your life peering into someone else's. I know that even when people share quote-unquote realness on Instagram, it's still a manifested version of that. And I know how hard it is to get out of a slump, especially when it feels like Every time you get up, you fall back into it. Change is scary. There's no doubt about that. But it's necessary for us to move forward. Whether it's a physical move or a job change or applying to school or breaking up with your boyfriend or girlfriend, we have to fill those voids that make us feel empty. Otherwise, you're stuck in a loop of what if. Trust me, the timing is almost never right, but... If you find yourself in a rut, stop worrying about what anyone else thinks. Set aside your expectations. Set aside what you think you should be or should do and take care of you. Now, I know that's always easier said than done. So if you're sitting there thinking, okay, but how do I get out of this rut? Here are some of the things that have worked for me. Number one is taking time off. And I know that this one is somewhat of a luxury because some people don't have the financial ability to not work, and I get that, but it doesn't have to be a week or a month. It can even just be a day. Or if you can't swing it, maybe it's just taking a self-care Sunday to do anything you want and not feel guilty or burdened by expectations that you usually carry throughout the week. I hate that we live in a culture that so prioritizes work and productivity above almost anything else, but taking time off is such a great way to get to know yourself and just recharge. Number two is to lean on people that you trust. Spend time with family and like real quality time, not a shallow dinner catch up with questions about work and the weather, real time with real conversations that you might not have outside of the holidays. And if your family isn't that close, spend time with friends because I think great friends can a lot of times be your family. But do it with the same rules. Turn off your phones. Don't be scrolling through socials while you catch up. Make it count. Make it matter. Number three is to rediscover your passions and learn new ones. As an adult, I've found it so hard to keep up with the hobbies that I used to love as a kid like singing and reading for fun and playing video games. When our lives become full with work and relationships, we sometimes forget about ourselves and don't make time for the things that we used to do or love. 
If you're finding yourself doing the same things over and over and not feeling any more motivated, try something new. I started meditating last year and never thought that I would be into it, but have found that it's such a great way for me to recenter when I'm feeling overwhelmed. I use the Headspace app and Yoga Wake Up app if you want to check them out. Number four is to get into a new routine. When you are stuck in a mental pit, I find it so important to reestablish a new normal and physically stop doing things in the same way to disassociate my daily actions with feeling depressed. It can be something as simple as changing the sound of my alarm, which, side note, Yoga Wake Up is my new favorite alarm clock because you wake up to meditations instead of an annoying noise. But it can also be something more intentional, like going for a walk every evening or going to the gym. I know it's not easy to close a chapter and start a new one. Even when you feel so ready for it, change can be difficult. But if you're struggling with a low point and feel like you can't get out of it, it's important to remember that you've made it through every other obstacle and challenge before this, and you'll make it through this too. If it wasn't for the lows, the highs wouldn't feel as great. And with every change and every challenge, I've learned a little bit more about myself, which I'm definitely grateful for. As my mom would say, it's all about the journey. And so I'm going to wrap this episode there. If something in this episode resonated with you, I'd love to hear it. You can find me on Instagram at selfcaresunday and at kaylee.e. I'll be heading back to Montreal soon, and I'm off to Toronto this spring, where I'll also be recording some new interviews, which I'm really excited to share with you guys. And there's also a cool event coming up in March, which I'm excited to also share with you um, around Self-Care Sunday. So stay tuned. Happy Self-Care Sunday, everyone.